And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Morning, morning. It's a gorgeous morning here in Japan today. How's it in Australia? It's actually really nice. The um, last two days have been rainy and then comes out bright sunshine and then really humid um but today's a beautiful day it was fresh this morning so the seasons are definitely changing but um no it's all it's all glorious here today but you're going into winter right so you're not so happy about that right you hate the winter I hate winter but um what it's almost April realistically Mm. and we've had really hot weather up until now so I'm sort of am happy for it to change a little but hopefully because we've had this extended period of summer we might not have too cold a winter Mm, you've jinxed it now you're gonna have the worst winter ever yeah I know (laughs) but hey like I'm still in shorts and a t-shirt so it can't be that bad oh my god I'm still in my kotatsu which is my heated table with a blanket I love it oh really yes I bloody I I don't like being cold but I like the coziness of being warm in somewhere like in the bed or in a blanket and then it being cold around me I love that feeling <laughs> you know is that weird? Yeah. yeah so when it gets to like your 40 degree days you definitely won't be having it on then no 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 <laughs> I'm so sad when that's coming but never mind anyway so Kate this is our topic but kind of yeah. more addressing the recruitment process so can you introduce mm. the topic for today so we're talking about understanding and addressing the unconscious, oh, hang on, my computer's going nuts, Vice um, <laughs> in the recruitment process. So That's a weird title, Kate, and something in addressing the re- unconscious, hold on, my computer's going mad, bias. That's a weird title. <laughs> uh, so I'll start again. Understanding and addressing unconscious bias in the recruitment process. Does that make more sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah, I think we should um, change the copy on that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, the reason why I chose this topic is it's, it's a little bit recruitment um, heavy, but it's more the fact that a few of the candidates um, that I've been coming across and, and talking to lately they keep telling me that they're just getting ghosted when they're following up, whether that be with 
different recruiters or with the clients and they're not really getting any answers. Um, no feedback, no nothing, like just complete MIA, which really sort of led me to start looking into, okay, like that that un- unconscious bias, like people, I guess, make decisions without actually realising they're made decisions. And that's, I sort of, yeah, started to, to look into that. And that's really where I guess um, this topic came from. Yeah. So it's more about the unconscious bias from the client and the recruiter side of things mm. rather than the candidate side of things which we could talk yeah. about the unconscious bias about candidates and then a whole another episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd, be, that'd be like a whole five episodes oh um but yeah and when I started looking into it this is actually really well documented topic um and it has come across as sort of one of the major hurdles in the recruitment process mm. and it all starts with just people that they tend to make assumptions or judgments based on their own personal experiences, beliefs and values. And I sort of, when I first started recruiting, had a little bit of this. There were a few candidates that I spoke to and off the bat were like, no, nah, no good. And then it's like, well, hang on, mm-hmm. maybe they are. Like spend a little bit more time, ask a few more questions, get under the hood, be a bit more investigative. And by doing that, actually they're quite good candidates. But I think if I had kept that sort of judge, pre-judgment, um, you, yeah, like you just I might not have been able to find as good as candidates. And I think now I go in very open-minded with candidates and particularly through that screening process. Even if I see someone come across my desk that mm, they're not quite right, I still will give them a call, have a chat to them and, and find out, okay, exactly what they're looking for, what their experience is, because sometimes... Well, most of the time, when you talk to them and interview them and go through that process, they present a lot better than they did on paper. Yeah. And yeah, like I think you've mentioned this before, but you had um, a candidate who really undersold themselves. And then when you got on a call with them, actually, they turned out to be one of the best candidates for that position that you were mm. recruiting for. Right. So, you know, yeah. whether it's the candidate not being able to write themselves in, a, in the best way possible or just know what to put on their CV. Or if it's the client interpreting it in a really biased way, they're like, oh, this person, I don't know if it's the name or the gender or the age or something is just not up to their standard, quote unquote. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I've had clients that have, I've put candidates through and they're like, oh, no, I don't like them because, and it might be something, yeah, like, oh, they're a bit older or oh they're at this company and it's like hang on a second stop like actually trust me in this process you've engaged me and hired me because you you believe in me so trust what I'm telling you when I say you need to see this person yeah Um, there's a reason why like I've obviously gone through all my process and yeah you need to see them but it is and you sort of push the clients and they're like oh and then when they do, they're like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. But if I hadn't have pushed for that to happen, they would have it would have been that sort of unconscious bias, whatever it be. Yeah. And even if that candidate doesn't end up being the selected candidate, they've now got an understanding of, oh, maybe I shouldn't judge before I've seen them. Maybe mm. I shouldn't judge by the cover. But you've got a couple yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was, was going to agree with you 100% there. Yeah. So I've seen you've got a few like unconscious biases that I think are really important to mention. So you've got confirmation bias, affinity bias, similarity bias, and there are so many more, but 
can you kind of walk us through how you've seen and what confirmation bias, affinity bias and similar similarity bias might look like, even if they're not aware of it? Yeah, so your confirmation one, that is more that they've got this idea that the person, whatever it is, they've got to fit in this box and the resume or, or whatever comes across, they look at it and go, doesn't fit in the box seat, I told you. So it's them just trying to confirm that decision with themselves that they're what they think is is real. I know and I know that's like that's a little bit tricky one to, yeah. to describe, but that's like they're not people aren't open into hearing other sides of the story and such. Or when someone when I sort of say to them, look, you really need to, um, I have to come up with lots of other reasons why but hope I don't touch on that one that they're stuck on. It's like almost, let's say they come in for an in-person interview and they haven't dressed in the most like way that you would have wanted them to. And you say, oh, you know, for that person with that age, I would have expected them to dress that way. So yeah, I was right. They're too old for this position. Something like that, something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you sort of look at affinity bias, that's more the tendency to favour people who share a similar interest um, sort of or background or experience. So I see that a lot when someone's like, let's say one of the hiring managers comes from a certain company or organisation and then another candidate comes through and has come from that same organisation, yeah. they tend to jump onto that candidate and go, oh, yeah, I know them, I know their background, I know what they've done, I know where they've come from, where it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you do, <laughs> and that's all good, but um, you've also got to look at these other candidates too. They just get a little bit sort of um, tunnel visioned on that yeah. one. Yeah, which is understandable. You know, if you know, like, and trust someone because they've been in, like, a similar position than you, then, you know, it's it's really easy to fall into that trap but that's almost like you know we've kind of talked about the wolf of wall street that's where you get those male dominated um workplaces because they're like oh yeah we we're a man workplace you know and that's the danger of that for example Hmm, hmm, absolutely and then when you look at like that similarity bias that is people don't want to step out of their comfort zone so if you've got candidates that are coming along that um, I don't know, let's say we're doing a, a recruitment role, for example, and they want a recruiter that is from the healthcare background. I'm just picking something really simple. And then I find a candidate who's come from like a high volume temp, whatever. Yeah. But the client's like, no, no, we're sticking with this one because that's what we know. It's, it's similar to what we do when it's like, well, hang on. If you look at someone that's coming from a different type of industry or a different background, they've actually got more skills and experience that will actually help build the business and take it further. So it's, it's that one where they like to sort of stick to what they know or that's, that's the same as what they do rather than look at the outside things. Yeah, and it's really important that you've said, you know, if you stick with the same thing, you're going to get the same results, which is great, mm. but you're not going to go any further usually because, you know, you're always going to be stuck in that cycle of only hiring the certain amount of people with the same skill sets, the same mentality, the same values. But, you know, if you have 
different values that are being pushed towards you because you've hired someone different from a different background you get a different perspective and you can help more people especially in the you know aged care and healthcare communities you know if you've got someone of different backgrounds they've got a whole different perspective yeah absolutely and I think the big thing is that during that recruitment process if whether it be from a recruitment point of view or even from sort of hiring managers or clients, if they sort of start to be aware that there is a bit of bias coming in, whatever it is, it's a really crucial thing that they've got to put steps into place to actually reduce that from happening during the recruitment process. Mm. And when I sort of was looking into it, there's so many things that you can do um, to reduce that and that might be sort of doing what they call blind recruitment process. So really just taking off any sort of identifying um, or personal information off the resume so that it's all, everyone looks pretty much the same. Mm. Um, Also too, which is a pretty common one anyway, having those standardised interview questions so every single candidate that goes through the process has exactly the same questions. Yeah. And also too sometimes um, using different types of um, assessment tools during the interview always helps. I think a good one, and we're starting to see more of it now, is um, video interviews where candidates answer questions on a video and then that's going over to the client or the hiring manager so that people can, like you're taking out that bias um, by doing it that way. I think that's sort of starting to really come up as well now. I love those ideas. Yeah, I hope more people take those on board because, yeah, it's you don't because it's unconscious, you don't know it, but... Hmm. yeah it's hard to battle those so I really hope that they become more into practice so Kate if anyone wants to find you and obviously get a little tip on your recruitment expertise where can they find you yeah so the best place to find me is on LinkedIn so Kate Flippens F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E all my contact details are there on LinkedIn and regular content going up there as well or if you want to send me an email, my email address is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. And Holly, for anyone out there that wants to, I guess, do a deep dive into their digital marketing and, and improve that, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, as usual. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Oh, my God. So the best place to find me is LinkedIn. It's Holly Alloway. That's H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. From there, you can find a link to my website as well as a book to call link as well. The website has tons of information and freebies you can download if you want to find out more about what I do and what services I provide. And of course, if you want to email me, it's holly at auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. Woo, we just got through four podcast episodes in less than an hour. How do you feel? Ah. Uh. I feel happy we've done it, but I'm exhausted now. My voice is like hanging in there. <laughs> I definitely need a green tea with extra honey in it right now. <laughs> it's hanging off a dear life. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Holly. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.